welcome to the Philly Sportscast with your hosts, Derek and Dave. Welcome to Philly Sportscast with Derek and Dave. Dave, how you doing? Doing fabulous, buddy. How you been? Fine, thank you. Fine, thank you. It's nice to see that the uh, Phillies are dropping the ball once again, trying to sign a closer with zero general manager. Oh, that's a great move. Oh, sure, sure. You heard he said he's going to wait. Oh, yeah. Why wouldn't he wait? Well, first of all, it's really cool that he's testing out free agency. I think that's a privilege any baseball player should have. Most likely his last con- long-term contract. Definitely. So why not see what, what he potentially could get? I would wait. I would wait, too. But it should be a absolute imperative to sign this guy. You don't think we should just say, you know what, now we're going to try to get Urbina back and try to get maybe uh, B.J. Ryan from Baltimore? Absolutely not. This guy is world class. You know my opinion on this. Well, he's got some serious stuff, and he needs to stick around with the Phils. B.J. Ryan's got some serious stuff, too. That's a good point. However, this is Billy Wagner. And when you put the two together, who would you rather have? I would definitely like Wagner. But if Wagner doesn't want to play, I think we have to look in a new direction. We can't wait. You don't want to wait until all the other relief pitchers are gone. And then we're like, I guess we'll have to sign, you know, player X. Well, I don't think he's going to go anywhere, to tell you the truth. You don't think he'll go to the Mets? No way. I think he wants to stick around to Phil, but he wants to see what he could possibly get. Phil's gave him a decent offer. He said he was thinking about it. His family was really happy with the offer. He likes Philadelphia. He says it's a great sports town. He's just concerned about a general manager, and he's concerned about whether or not he's going to have the setup men to get him to the point where he's going to start saving games. He's right. He can't pitch the eighth and ninth innings of 80 games this year. No. So, having said that, if they don't sign Billy Wagner and they go sign somebody for far less money or maybe sign Oogie. Bring Oogie back. Was that what you would want? No, not really. Well, then what are you talking about? I think that's what we're going to get. You're telling me that you would rather have Oogie than Wagner, but you're saying that Oogie might give you the opportunity to sign another free agent. I'm saying... High price free agent. I'm saying Wagner's going to be gone. Right. And we're going to have to sign Oogie. Okay. Okay. Well, I disagree with you 100%. I hope I'm wrong. Well, I know you're wrong. I think Wagner's gone. Would you like to place a wager on that? I'm not a betting man. I bet last week, and I don't like betting. I'll have to ask you money then. Yeah. Tell him, ask him what the money line on that one is. Okay, I will. So, if they don't sign Wagner, and you're looking for a free agent, what's your first position that you would upgrade in the fills? Oh, it would have to definitely be closer then. If we can get Wagner... No, if they sign Oogie to close. Oh, you're saying, okay, if we don't get Wagner, we go with Oogie. Right. It has to be starting pitching. Okay, so what are you thinking about there? All the good pitchers are going to either go to New York Mets, New York Yankees, or Boston. That's where everybody wants to play right now. Baltimore. Baltimore. That's always a possibility, too. So the top pitching free agent on the market is A.J. Burnett. Yes. What do you think? I think it would be great to have him as number one with Lieber, Myers, Lytle, and then if Wolf ever comes back. Now, do you think Wade could have gotten him in during the, the, trade, the trade deadline? Yeah, I, I think everyone could have gotten him. I don't think anybody wanted to put anything out because he always got hurt. And he was going to be a free agent. Exactly. Okay. But it would have been nice if they tried to take a chance. But he wants a four-year deal, guaranteed money. Everybody wants a four-year deal. Yeah, everybody wants no trade clause, guaranteed money. It's the only... It's the smartest it's, thing to do. It's a, Literally, if A.J. Burnett breaks his leg tomorrow, he's paid. Four years. I guess the insurance policies must be out of control for these major league clubs. That, yeah, that has to start running up high. Because one, they're giving them so much money, and two, these guys are breaking down a lot more now. Right, they really are. Okay, so you're saying you're saying that you don't necessarily need Wagner. I'm saying I think, I, you're, I think you're absolutely out of your mind. Dude, I'm, I'm saying I want Wagner. I'm saying I don't think we're going to get Wagner. Just okay. like we need a, a number one, I don't think we're going to get a number one again. 
I think I misplaced my cool beer. I gotta get that real quick. <laughs> okay, great. Uh, yeah, I think we're gonna get like another number two, number three type pitcher, and that's all we're gonna be able to get. Well, I think you're wrong, but we'll see what happens. What I would like to see, I would like to see him. I mean, it might not be a popular decision, but uh, trade Bobby Abreu. I think he has the ability to bring in something good for him. Okay, so to trade Abreu, I think you need a general manager. So who do you think? So Brian Cashman's name has been talked about a lot. Uh, like I said, he's nothing more than we are. Does fantasy baseball? He gets to pick anything he wants and gets it. You know, it's really not a bad point. However, maybe the Phillies are going to start spending a lot of money. That would be great. They might have a lot. You don't know that. They don't have a whole lot of money. You know, if you bring somebody in like Brian Cashman, who's obviously got what it takes. Oh, yeah. He has a job as a general manager. He has more okay. than what I am go- have going on. Right. So, oh, that's very true. He does have more than you got going on. It's not that that's hard. not saying much. Right. That's not that hard at all. But Brian Cashman's got the skizzles, but he's going to need a, a wallet to fool around with. Ooh, aren't they saying that uh, Tampa Bay is going to offer him tons of money and a percentage in the team as an ownership? Are you serious? That's what I heard. Oh, I think that's ridiculous. Hey, he's so, got that kind of skill. So he's going to be down in Tampa Bay. Dave, what you, from what you're saying and from what we both know about Tampa Bay, he's an absolute terrible fit there because he's got no money to spend. I agree with you. So why would – Jesus, if Tampa Bay offers him – I can offer him – 10% of my house. It doesn't mean he's going to fix a roof. Does that make any sense? It does, well, you're the fixing the roof part? <laughs> well, gutters. I mean, gutters. you own 90% of the house and you don't fix a roof. <laughs> I don't own 90% of this house. You know what I own. My wife owns the house. But that's, yeah, I... <laughs> Tampa, Tampa might see some. Maybe he is a better general manager than I'm giving him credit for. We'll have to find out. Well, it will be a true test in Tampa Bay, that's for sure. Yeah, good luck. So you're saying that you need to trade Bobby Abreu only because Abreu gives you that much, it gives you the most value on the team for a trade. Yes, and you go and get a starting pitcher. I would try to, but from what I understand, Madsen's going to the rotation, and they're not going to offer Padilla arbitration. Okay, so he's going to go go. Are they going to send Madsen down a fall ball or winter ball then, so he can? Start pitching and get into the groove before? I really have no idea, but you know that's, Hopefully. that's a real sticking point in the Billy Wagner negotiation because Billy Wagner enjoys having them having Ryan Matson in the sixth or seventh inning. I'd rather have him too than uh, Comer. How come, I have to mention this, how come sure. you can never say Real Cormier's name right? Because I'm not French. His name's Comer. It's not Cormier. It is. How do you spell it? Cormier. No, you don't. It's C-O-R-M-I-E-R. Cormier. But that's I'm how it's pronounced. Fran- I'm not French-Canadian. Are you Calderbank or Calderbank? Any way you want to say it. See, that's... No, you're not... That's not your point. It's the way it's spelled. Your name is spelled Calderbank, but you still call it Calderbank. That's fine. <laughs> that's not what I'm trying to say, dude. Then I'm right. Dude, I'm not French-Canadian. I don't have to pronounce his name. How do you say name. Cormier again? Cormier. <laughs> that's his name. No, his name is Raoul Cormier. Okay. Back to topic. Okay, back to real. Back to reality. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so you move Abreu. You don't sign Padilla. Don't sign Padilla. Who's your starting rotation? Uh, Right now you'd have Lytle, Lieber, Myers. I don't think you can count Woof into it. No, you can't because he's out for at least half of the season next year. So uh, maybe Floyd. With guaranteed money, by the way. He's making guaranteed money. God bless him. Floyd? I don't know if Floyd's going to be able to step in. He didn't look that great. Beginning of the year, he looked real good his first game. Well, he's got to come up this year. He's got to. I don't know about Cole Hamels. Oh, right. Okay. Or maybe, as you would say, Hamels. So you're telling me that you want to go into the no, I'm MLB you, yeah. season with Cole Hamels, Gavin Floyd, Ryan Madsen, John Lieber, and, um, Lytle and, and Corey Lytle. No. No. You're absolutely right. No. I want to. So you I move a Brave for who? Can you move a Brave for anybody that you know? I mean, 
He doesn't get you number one. He should be able to easily get you number two, if not a number one. Okay. He can get you number two. No, he can't get you number one. And number one is Oswald. Uh, I could probably say the whole Houston top yeah. three right now, but you know what I'm saying. Though. Number one is a number one. I would look for someone where we can do like a sign and trade. Say, uh, Smoltz. Well, that's a, I don't think they would trade Smoltz up to Philly. But even why not? They traded Millwood. If they think they can sucker the Phillies again, they'll do it. If Smoltz is hurt, then they'll trade him. Abreu for Smoltz? I bet they would do that. Let's do it. Yeah, I agree. Let's do it. Well, who are you gonna? Well, and that's another thing. You're gonna try I'll, to. You're gonna try to put Madsen in. Le- I mean, uh, not. They're gonna try to put Michaels? Howard in left. They're really gonna have to try this year to put okay. Howard in left. Even if he has. Then where are you gonna put Burrow in right? Wouldn't you rather put Howard in right? No, from what I understand, they want to put him in left field. Then they're gonna have to send Howard down to the uh, winter ball also to let him start playing the outfield. Let me. Okay, here, let's start with this though, Dave. Have a little exercise here. Sure, I don't like exercise. Phillies need a general manager. Montgomery's going to email me. He's going to email you at phillysportscast at gmail.com, or he's going to call the hotline at 215-494-5438. And he's going to leave a message that says, Dave, we need a general manager. We need you badly. Come and join us, and we'll pay you to rework this team. What's your first move? Going to get a suit and tie. <laughs> What's your second move? Find out exactly where our po- payroll is, where we're going to go up to, whether they want to stay around. Boring. I can't just go right in Give me there. A and hypothetical. Say, what's your first? What what's your first trade? What's your first sign? My first trade would be trying to move Bobby Abreu. See where I can move him for a starting pitcher. starting pitcher. Okay. Next. And who's your dream free agent for this team? If you got anybody you want out there, from Johnny Damon to Ramon Hernandez to Brian Giles to AJ Burnett to Jared Washburn to Paul Canerco to BJ Ryan or Kevin Millwood. <laughs> no. We can Al- move for Millwood. What about Alex Gonzalez? From Florida. Well, he, he's a shortstop, so you don't need a shortstop. No. That's, so, Johnny Damon would be great, but I believe he will go to the Yankees. He'll make tons of cash. Johnny Damon as a Yankee? Jeez Louise. Dude, he don't care as long as he's getting paid. Oh, that's for sure. Well, how about Ramon Hernandez? The Phillies need a catcher more than probably they need anything else. Yeah, but do you want to put that much money in one position? Oh, uh, it's not my money. Right. Well, You're the general manager. No, I wouldn't put that much money. What does he make? Lieberthal's making uh, $7.5 million, and now you're going to have to sign... Hernandez for... He wants four years, $40 million. Right, and he's just coming off surgery, too. Well, who cares? They need a catcher. Yeah, you can't start Lieberthal next year. I'm not going to have a catcher that's hurt, that's coming off an injury, and I'm not going to have $12 million in that position. Okay, well, Dave, tell me what you're going to do. I'm going to trade Bobby Abreu. Well, that doesn't fix this team. doesn't make this it's team 100... It's going to start the team. When, once you start getting pitchers... No, that's, that's bullshit. What, you want to get everything else around them so they can just I keep wa- losing? I want to see a more... Offensively productive club, and that's bringing in a catcher, bringing in Ramon Hart. You're Hernandez. losing. You're losing a hundred arm by eyes. That's fine. No, I mean, it's not. Ryan Howard's going to be playing full time. Hello. In what position? I'll play him at first base. And where's Jim Tomey going to play? He's going to be coming off the bench then. He's my power coming. Well, there's off the bench. your other. You're still losing a hundred. Did he have hundred RBIs this year? Bobby Abreu? No. Jim Tomey? No. Right. So I already lost it. I lost it this year. You lost Bobby Abreu's hundred. No, I lost Jim Tomey's. So I don't have to count that next year. You're trading Bobby Abreu, who gave you 100-plus RBIs this year. Right. How are you going to make those 100-plus RBIs up? Howard's going to play full-time. He's going to be getting me over 100. So I have no problem with that. Tomei's going to be coming off the bench. To do what? You need that power coming off the bench. He can't play um, full-time. Dave, you're losing. Are you going to play him full-time this year? No. I'm, I'm, listen, I'm, I'm asking you. You're the general manager. Right. You're going to move Bobby Abreu, and yes. you're not going to replace him. his bat. That is the, probably the worst move I could ever hear of. No. 
So you're going to just trade him to go get another 100 RBIs and keep him. There's no reason to trade him I'm just not, to get more runs. I'm not suggesting that. Uh, what I'm suggesting is you need to plug it with somebody, and maybe Ramon Hernandez is the plug. I don't think he is. I'm not a real big Ramon Hernandez fan. Yeah, I'd rather try to go get a third baseman in front of Bell. Oh, speaking of that. You're listening to Philly Sportscast with Derek and Dave. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's just you're going to have another position where you're going to have too much money. Well, you can't get rid of him, so you're no, going to you have, so you're going to, have to put him on the bench. So you're going to need another third baseman. Right. So if you do that, and you're going to try to have Howard play, now you're going to have $15 million on the bench or you know, $18 million. Seems like you are general managing for a team in fantasy land. Right. That's why I'm not the GM. The point is, the Phillies have a lot of holes that they need to fill. they got some big holes, yeah. Free agent-wise, there's not the guys out there that you'd want to plug in. And that's why I think you're going to have to make a trade. I do. Johnny Damon would be great on this team. As your center fielder and your leadoff hitter, you wouldn't have to have... Well, I did ask you about your dream situation, yeah. so Do- Johnny Damon's your dream situation. Yeah, but I just don't think that's possible. Yeah, you never know, though. Right. They, they, the Phillies will surprise you, especially a new GM will surprise you. That would be awesome. If they got someone that Johnny Damon liked and we brought him in, I wouldn't mind that. He brings you that leadoff hitter. You don't have to have Rollins leading off. He gives you the center fielder that you're losing in Lofton. Michaels will still be coming off the bench. And if Howard doesn't work in the outfield, then you're going to be putting... You know, Pat back out and left, and John, or Michaels would be playing in uh, right then. Okay. Or vice versa. Okay. But I really don't see that happen. That would be great. What do you think the Phil's chances of winning 100 games are next year? Not going to happen. No playoffs, nothing? Playoffs, I think. Then why would Billy Wagner want to sign and come up here? That's, I don't see him signing here. I would have to, what's, your first, what's your fix for the Phillies? It would be trading a Brayu. I'd have to try to make some kind of move with Man, that. Why would you trade it? Because that's the only thing you can get. Get free a starting agents, pitcher for it. Yeah, the, well, the free agents were talking about signing. We already got players there. Like I think they're talking about Joe Randa or what's the other one? Uh, Sean Barrows maybe trade for him from San Diego, but it's a third baseman. Not that Bell's gonna be there after this year. You just don't want to have that much money in one position. That's I think we, you got to make a trade. So, the, but the Phillies are because of their long term deals that they have on the books already. They're going to be in trouble for the next couple of years before they can start turn, really turning it around. Yeah. I you know what I mean? Listen, look at Houston right now. It's in the World Series. If the Phillies would have beat them one time this year, the Phillies would have been in the playoffs and potentially right there in the World Series. Right. So they're not that far off. This would be my one. Uh, if I could try to make a move, maybe, I'd try to do uh, Jim Tomei, call down to Baltimore because they lost Ralphie Palmeiras or DH. Or I maybe because he'll be in jail for perjury. That could be a possibility. But, well, no, they let him go at the end of the year. They just oh, okay. After all that, they said, you know what, we can't have you around anymore. Right. And uh, I think Sosa... His contract's up, so you're going to be losing him there, too. Not that he did that much. So if you said, uh, you sign B.J. Ryan, we'll make a, a trade, you know, a sign and trade right there. You trade, or you sign him for X amount of dollars. That's what we'll pay. We'll send you down Tomei. Now you got a first baseman, D.H. He'll be playing in the American League, so he doesn't have to play every day. Right. That could probably work out. Right. And then, uh, not that I want to lose Wagner. I'm afraid we're going to lose Wagner. So if we're going to lose Wagner, I think we've got to get the best closer that's out there other than him. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt, and I'm going to give the Phillies the benefit of the doubt. The Phillies are going to give him one of the best offers he's going to be getting. I hope so. And he's going to resign for three years at $30 million guaranteed. We'll be right back after a word from these sponsors. Old World Marble and Granite, specializing in granite countertops, vanities, and custom fireplaces. Have your new granite countertops installed by Thanksgiving, if templated by November 1st. Call area code 215-891-0383. Servicing Philadelphia, the Delaware Valley, and surrounding areas. 
Call Ticket Warehouse today at 800-250-4500 for your one-stop shopping ticket solution. Count on Ticket Warehouse to get you one of the best seats in the house. One call does it all. 800-250-4500. That's 800-250-4500. Or all your tickets online at TicketWarehouse.com. Back to your favorite podcasters, Derek and Dave. You're listening to phillysportscast.com. Give us a call at 215-494-5438. I want to really bring... I want to really put this in perspective because we're all fans here, and this is a really good time to do it. We have no idea the amount of dollars these men are talking about when it comes to free agent football, free agents in baseball especially, oh, basketball, a double especially, and also now hockey. These baseball players have absolutely no loyalty to, these fan, to us fans. No. Nothing. Can you fault them for it? No. No, you can't. Let's not kid ourselves, Eagles fans, especially when Brian Westbrook tries to walk and, and he starts complaining right now because he's not getting the ball enough in his free agency year. Let's not kid ourselves, Billy Wagner fans and Phillies fans. If he's going to get a better deal, he's going to roll. He's going to run. I will say this for Wagner: he's going to get a comparable deal with the Phillies. But I, th- I think the only thing he's worried about after that is potential setup men and his potential to get to the World Series. He's got enough coin in the bank right now. But we, as fans, cannot comprehend what these guys are doing in negotiations. We can't comprehend anything that has anything to do with these kinds of dollars. Dave, you don't make a million dollars a year. I don't make a million dollars a year. I couldn't even comprehend a million dollars a year. These guys are talking about $10 million a year guaranteed money. That's That's the strange part, guaranteed money. It's not like you go to work and you get your leg blown off. You and I have to have Aflac. These guys, they're paid. And that's a great feeling. They're paid and they're no trade. Paid and no trade. And they're just sitting on the bench. They don't even have to go to the games. They're not even really technically sitting on the bench. Wow. Yeah, look at Tommy this year. He didn't even go half the games. That's what we're, how we were saying. You're, you know, they don't hold any kind of like, loyalty to the fans. They might enjoy the fans and all that. Sure. But wherever they go, they're going to say these fans are great and I like playing for these fans. Johnny Damon, he's going to go from Boston to New York. That's why I don't fault T.O. wearing a Michael Irvin jersey. He don't bleed green. He don't no, care. He doesn't care. If he's and, getting and paid, it, he's happy. And, and what do I care if you, what jersey he's wearing? I right. care about two touchdowns. Exactly. That's all I care about. Yeah, seven catches, 130 You know, I'm an Eagles fan. I'm not a T.O. fan. Exactly. I'm a Phillies fan. I'm not a Billy Wagner fan. If Oogie Urbina or, any, or Todd Jones was even a Philly still, and he got 40 saves like he did in Florida, I'd be a Todd Jones fan. I would be a Todd Jones fan as much of a, as I am a Billy Wagner fan, but it's all it all encompasses the Phillies as long as you get the Phillies in the goddamn playoffs. Right. Once they played for the Phillies, doesn't mean I'm always going to be a fan of them. No, I agree. Me right. neither. Right. Me Once neither. they leave, they're gone. They're gone. And who cares about them? Right. That's the idea. That's the kind of attitude that you and I need to have. And I think all fans that are listening to this right now, and I will say to the fans listening to this right now, thank you very much for making us the number one <laughs> and number two podcast. On Yahoo Podcast. I mean, it's terrific. And Thank you. There you guys. Here's a little shout-out to you. Guys. Thank you very much. <laughs> to the fans. But so, listen, so what I want to say to the fans is don't be upset. Root for your team, not the players. Because the players will always change, but your teams will stay the same. You, you're a Phillies fan because you, you're from the, from the area. But don't worry about negotiations with Billy Wenner. And really, don't worry about when he does sign this deal and go... Well, he's getting paid all this money. He should perform better. That's not the way it works. It's not your money. What do you care what the Phillies are paying? Really, what do you care? It's a monopoly money at this point. I understand your tickets might go up, but you can watch them on television for free every day. Yeah, don't go. A lot of people didn't go this year. Right. That's the only thing I really wanted to say about that. I think this town is starving for a starting pitcher 
And a stud starting pitcher. No, no, I'm talking about somebody who just who pumps his fist, it goes yeah. crazy. You know, Brett Myers tries to do this. Okay. But unless Brett Myers gets a little bit more consistent, he's not going to be a fan favorite in this town. But I love when he goes bananas when he wins. I love when he pumps his fist. Yeah, he had a very good year. He did. That's how I was going over all that. He, he pitched 215 innings this year. Just did he over, really? Yeah, that's not bad for a young guy like that. No, he's, no, it's not at all. And and I like him a lot, man. And, and I'll tell you what, you put him on center stage, he performs. He, You know, he always performs on those Saturday afternoon games when Fox is running them nationwide. Got that big hook going. Oh, man, I love watching him pitch. I just love baseball, too, yeah. man. I really miss it. So what's your prediction for the series? I'm still going White Sox. I like the White Sox. I thought. Uh, were I you like, ever going White Sox? Yeah. Oh, you were? Okay. The White Sox had their losing streak. When they were going, they were up 15 games and they let Cleveland come in within a game and all that. Right. I said, that's when they went through their bad thing. I think they're going to be able to pull through now. Not a big White Sox fan. I'm not saying. No, no, no. But you, uh, you, you think they're going to win a series? Yeah. I don't think it's. I don't see how they possibly can. You just think Houston has it going on right They're now? They're on such a roll, and they got those big three. I mean, Who's got, starting game one? Do you know? Clemens. Oh, is he? Yeah, okay. he was going to start game seven. Yeah. Now he's starting game one. That's I don't know if they pushed it back and let uh, Andy Pettit start game nope. one. Or? Clemens, Pettit, Oswald. That is scary, man. Oh, it is. Especially the way Oswald pitched in the final game of the series with um, St. Louis. He was lights out. Well, you know, that's another thing about that St. Louis series with Houston. If you take away... Pujols' bomb, ding-dong, yeah. and you take away Carpenter in the very first inning, I'm sorry, in the very, very first, first game, game, Houston offensively dominated that series, not just with their pitching. They did real well. I was very surprised. I really didn't Me think too. they were going to do it. Me too. I, St. Louis, another paper tiger this year. You know how many, how many times can you win 125 games or what, how many games they won and then just fall flat on your face? I mean, that's exactly what they did. So you got the White Sox in. I'll say seven. Because yeah. I love watching seven-game series. Game seven is great in the World Series. Sure. But I'm also saying White Sox, how we said, you know what, the Phils are one game behind Houston. We should have yeah. – that should have been us. So I can't root for Houston. Well, I'm not saying root for yeah. them. But well, be realistic yeah. with that pitching matchup and the kind of role that they're on. Chicago's got great pitchers too. Oh No, I, I totally yeah. agree with you. I don't think their relief pitchers have had to pitch in, in three weeks. But you're talking about a seven-game series when you have those three monster cannons to start. Right. And they're only going to miss one game. You know, you have yeah. them the first three. Yep. They'll bring in whoever on the fourth game and start yep. them back up. And recycle it. So I'll say Houston in seven, only because. I'll I can't wait. Uh, this is the best about baseball. I love any sports. When you get to the finals, this is just awesome. You're listening to Philly Sportscast with Derek and Dave. Well, Dave, continuing with the baseball topic, let's go to the phones. Hey, my name's Big Slick from Atlantic City. Uh, first time caller, love your show. What do you guys think about the Phillies taking so long to hire a general manager, and do you think they are missing the boat on a couple possible candidates? Your thoughts would not be great. Keep up the good work, fellas. Uh, thank you, Big Slick from Call from AC. Always glad to get a call. General manager, I think the Phillies always wait to the last moment. The, the, Too true. They like dragging their feet. Hopefully they can. Like we were talking about Billy Wagner. They're trying to sign a closer without a GM right now. Which is insanity. Yes. He's not going to make. It, he's not going to sign anything, any piece of paper, without knowing who his general manager is. So hopefully, yeah, they can make a move. Well, Con- well, Cashman's contract isn't up for another month. You think they're going to wait for Cashman now? Well, they have to ask for permission. They could ask for permission right. to talk to him. They I think, won't. Ask. I think. I think they're. I, I think who they want is Brian Cashman. And I think they're going to wait. Cashman will sign. Go down to Tampa Bay, and then they're going to be like, uh, "Well, we always wanted Ruben Amaro Jr. We're going to take Ruben Amaro." No, no, no. Well, they, it's impossible. They won't do that. There's no way. There's no way. I don't even think he's a candidate. Yeah, he's well. He's one of the two. The two 
the assistant him and Arbuckle. Yeah. Well, no. What I read before, they said we're going to groom you guys to be general managers. Usually, you don't groom them to be general managers somewhere else. You want them to be general managers here. Right. What we think the Phillies are going to do is wait till the last minute and hire. Try to, yeah, maybe try to go for Cashman. But they then, have to. They have to bring in a name because they have to put asses in the seats. Thanks again, Big Slick, for calling. Uh, if we didn't answer your question, hop on the forums. Yeah. Sign in, and uh, we'll gladly get back to you. Well, we did answer his question. Well, just in case, if you wanted to get more in depth. Oh yes, if you want to get more in depth, hop on the forums. There's always lively banter going on there. Okay, second caller, you're on the air. Yeah, this is Erickson. I wanted to talk about how great the uh, the Mets are going to be. New York Mets next season. Probably going to pick up some Manny Ramirez. Should dominate the NL East. Uh, in fact, the whole National League. Wow, a Mets fan. Mets, you got to be kidding me. If the Mets get Manny, what does that do? They got Pedro last year, and they still finish in this shithole. Yeah, they got Beltran, twenty million out in the outfield. I, while I appreciate the call, Eric, I'd rather you not call anymore. <laughs> I'm surprised a Met fan knows how to dial the phone. There's nothing more that's more hatred in the in the basement than Mets fan or Met or the metropolitan area. We can't stand Mets. We can't stand Mets fans. The absolute scum of the bottom of the barrel. Do you agree or disagree, Dave? Oh, I think they're right next to the Cowboy fans. Oh yes. Oh, you know what? And Rangers fans. Here's a debate. Giant. Here's a debate. What's worse, a Mets fan or a Cowboys fan? Now, don't I forget, say a Cowboy fan. I say a Mets fan. Uh, my main reason right now is because it's football season, and you tend to start seeing more people wearing the Cowboy stuff now. I understand. Okay, so you're saying for right now, though. For right now, okay. I'm going Cowboy. But if it was the summertime, you would be a Mets I'd probably fan. go Mets because you really don't hear Cowboys that much. They stink on absolute ice, even with potentially the best pitcher in the mm. game, best center fielder in the game. Wow, was he a boss. Boom. E-Money's in the house. E-Money, what do you think about the Mets and the Mets' chances? Well, you know, thanks a lot, D. Um, Manny Marias, that's that'd be a great guy to get. Um, he's, but, he's a great bat. He still has to play the outfield, though. Yeah, this is the National League, my friend. He's a horrible, friend. horrible outfielder. You see him in that small, even in the small stadium up in Boston. And But Shea, is, some, Shea is huge park. Huge park. Um, I really don't think you should be worrying about bats. I think you should really be worrying about Glavin because he was horrible this year. You know, they spent a lot of money on him two years ago, came up from Atlanta. What has he done for you? And uh, these Mets fans, oh, they look, they do it every year. They need a bat. Oh, they need hit. Oh, they, got, what, they get one guy. They need to get yeah. one guy, and then they're going to pull him in first yeah. place like in 99. Yeah. Dude, well, who'd you get last year? Carlos Beltran. You gave him all and, kinds of guaranteed money. And he's Pedro. Gonna be go, he's going to be there for the next, I don't even know how many years it's going to be. He had a batting average of two forty six this year. Well, that's, uh, they also had, what, Kaz Matsui? He was yeah. supposed to be the next great shortstop. He was going to be the Derek Jeter of the team. And then he couldn't do it, so they were like, we'll move you to second base. Couldn't play second base either. Now they're like, oh, if anybody wants him, he's still good. Oh, yeah. Well, that's the thing with Beltran, too. I think that there was rumblings that they were going to trade him. He's a lot of money, man. Oh, tons of money. You can't trade him. You know, the guy had one heck of a postseason a year ago, and now all of a sudden the Mets can't stand him anymore. Yeah, I mean, the Mets fans are almost as bad as the Phillies fans with the, um, you know, what have you done for me lately thing. Yes. I'm, mean, I'm certainly not saying the Phillies fans are exonerated from any of that stuff. Yeah, everybody says the Phillies fans, Philly fans in general are so, you know, oh, my God, you know, what have you done? Get out of here. You stink. Well, you know what? They were doing that to Beltran in May and June because they haven't done nothing for them. And the whole season they did that. I agree. So, Eric, while we appreciate the call. Yeah, know what I would like to know, too? We have a Mets fan calling 
and we have a Cowboys fan on our forum. Yeah. He's like our biggest supporters for some reason. I know. Well, I think they like to hear a little. I, I firmly believe that the Mets, because they were in it in 2000, and the um, Cowboys fans, they relish the fact that we're suffering long term. And you know what? We can only do what we can only do. Well, you know, the Mets didn't finish in the basement, but they might have if they didn't go 8-2 and two in their last 10 games. So, and, and, you know, really, what does that matter? What are you doing in your last 10 games? No one even cares. Will you play Washington? Nothing. And you know what's ironic about that, E-Money? Is that they went 8-2 and two in their last 10 games, and they shelved Pedro for those last 10 games. He didn't even pitch. Beltran batted 266, 16 home runs. Wow. Now listen to this stat right here. 16 ding-dongs 16. and 266. Now this is the guy we complain about all the time. 263, 12 home runs. Mike Lieberthal. Whoa, Eric, stick that in your pipe and, pipe and smoke it. I know you got a lot in your pipe to smoke, but smoke that. That's a great stat, Dave. Thanks for uh, bringing that to the table. No problem. I enjoy bringing the stats. Now to our second episode of E-Money's Moneyline. Oh, well, thank you very much, Dave. Thanks for having me here, Derek. Thanks for having me here. Um, it was a pleasure to be here last week, and I hope everybody made a lot of money off me last week because I gave some amazing picks, Dave. That you did. I agree with you. I agree with you. I did that. real well. I did real well last Someone week. Someone doesn't agree with you. Gang Green, it's tough. Gang Green, I mean, you're a tough guy. I mean, you, you, what you have to do is you have to read. Yeah, he thinks uh, you're supposed to bet on every game and win every game. Well, no. Well, if anybody does that, you'll, you'll be in the gutter in a matter of weeks. Yes. So you can't do that. You have to really, really there, – there's a lot of work goes into this. And that's – I, I remember, I think, I don't know what I said on the um, the Viking-Chicago game, but I said, I would never bet this game. If you have to bet it. If you want I'll, to bet it. I'll take the Vikings. Yeah, but I wouldn't bet it. But I wouldn't bet it. I, I said that, and uh, Gang Green comes on the forum, tells me, what are you doing picking the Vikings? Well, let me tell you, I wasn't picking the Vikings. Here we go. I took the, my number, my four money signs last week was the Ravens over the Browns, one. Three money signs was the Bills over the Jets, one. Cincinnati over Tennessee, took Cincinnati, one. Cowboys over Giants, the line was three and a half when we talked about it. One, because they won by three, got the half point there. Bears over Vikings, lost that because it was garbage. Took the over for the uh, Redskins-Chiefs game, one. But these weren't, we didn't, you weren't betting on these. These were just the ones you were picking? These are the ones that are on my on my. Oh, these were on the, on the blog. These okay. are the ones that I put up there. This is, my, this is my score. Right. This is what we're talking about because, you know, I got people telling me I'm no good. So, yeah, on, on the money picks. Three for three on the best bets. Three for three on the best bets. You can't, you know. I'm can't get any better than that. I'm 100% right now. And I have a whole thing, and everybody listen to me. Just trying to help you out. Dude, I cannot take betting, though. I get too nervous over it. Right. It's a tough week. I don't know how you do that every week. Well, Dave, that's why they call gambling. And I but don't they, like it. Well, then that's all right. But you got to support it. Because let me tell you, everybody, this is the, this is the best season of the year. The, the football season betting is great. I have so much fun with it. And I make a lot of money, and that's what you got to do. Or you lose a lot of money. But if you take my picks, you will win. Hopefully you're going to win a lot. We'll see, well, let's see how you're going to do this week. Who's going to be uh, the four money signs? Well, let me tell you something. There's six weeks out of the 16-week football season that are very hard to bet. The six weeks are weeks one and two, weeks seven and eight, and weeks 15 and 16. Weeks one and two because you don't know what, what the teams are doing. You can't bet. You're betting last year's statistics. And, right. and, and, and or preseason action. Yeah, and, and that's just BS. You, you cannot do that. People do, and they lose, and then they're already down for the year. I don't bet till the third week. Um, seven and eight are rough because you have these teams that have these bad records, but they're really not, they really have tough schedules, and they can really come back and cover some games. 
seven in a week are tough with that. Fifteen and sixteen week. Every if you if you're betting, you can't bet. It's junk time now. Yes, you don't. People are sitting. You don't know who's going to do what. They don't care. You can't bet those teams. And that's yeah. The good teams are always like, oh well, our good players are going to play. They'll play a quarter and then they're out. Right. And that's and that's, that's too hard to bet on. Right. And we are at week seven right now. Right now. So I just wanted to re uh, throw that out to people. People are novice betters. I want you to know. Seven and eight, one and two, fifteen and sixteen, tough weeks. I found that out the hard way. <laughs> well, hopefully this week seven will be uh, your lucky rabbit's foot. Well, thank you very much. Uh, Do you have anything lucky? Uh, I'm lucky. You I don't have anything. I don't have any, uh, you know. I think being an Irishman, you don't have any charms? <laughs> it's a cereal box. <laughs> so, for... for uh, <laughs> Oh, Dave, I love doing this with you. I love doing my picks with Dave. Luda, I love the, the energy you bring. Oh, well, thanks a lot, Dave. Uh, my four money signs of the week is Oakland over the Bills. Oakland Raiders over the Buffalo Bills. I love the Raiders. The Raiders have had a really, really tough schedule this year. They're one in four. Let me tell you who they played real quick. They played the Patriots, and they lost 30-10. to The Chiefs, they lost 23-17. The Eagles, they lost 23-20. And the Chargers, they lost 27-14. Now, besides the Chargers game, they've, they've lost 10 points or less. Okay, now that's, that's, that's horrible. But they're playing the Pats. They're playing the Chiefs. They're playing the Eagles. They're playing the Chargers. I mean, Eagles went to the Super Bowl. Pats went to the Super Bowl. These are tough teams, all right. Kansas City has a, an okay defense. Kansas City has an okay defense. The only people they beat was the Cowboys. Thank and God. Their defense is playing real well, though, too. It is, and that, that's, that's craziness. How many points is Oakland getting this week? Oakland is giving three. Oh, wow. Because Oakland's at home. And it's a rule of thumb. If they're given three and it's a home team, they're even teams. Oakland is playing at home. Rule of thumb. Rule of thumb. Oakland playing at home. If, if, if the home team is given three points to the away teams, usually they're even matched. That's usually how they do it. Right. You, everybody knows that. Bills right. are coming off an amazing win off the Jets. If you, anybody looked at my picks last week, I took the Bills. Thank you very much. But now, Congrats. Okay. Congrats. Thank you very much. Um, the Bills rolled over the Jets because Vinny Testaverde is absolutely horrible. Um, Old knows? man walking. I mean, three, uh, four weeks ago, he was eating his Cheetos watching uh, the first week of the NFL. I thought uh, Aston uh, Kunchner. Derek, how do you say his name? I know I'm saying his name wrong, too. Uh, it's Aston, Aston Kutcher. Kutcher was doing uh, a punk for... Uh, then he tested Hey, come play. Ah, come on. You're messing with me. I don't even know how you go. He's an option. I don't even know how that's an option. You get Retay before anybody. You know, just, you know. Where's Retay? Now he's down in Tampa. He just got traded down to Tampa. That's right. I mean, you know, he's a young kid. You know, you play with that. Testaverde, he already played for the Jets, what, 99 area? He he's did. been all around. Yeah, Testaverde's been all around. He has been all around. And uh, I took advantage of that. The Bills took advantage of that. And the Bills... Covered one by ten it was a big thing, but uh, I really think that Oakland—it's their time to win this weekend. It's my big money pick of the week. The Bills have the last—they're the thirtieth against the run defense. So I'd like they're, to hear they're in last, and we have Lamont Jordan with a major, major contract deal that is very good. He's going to exploit that all day, and uh, I think after Lamont Jordan goes nuts on him this week, they will be last. <laughs> Yeah, I think that they're really going to do that. I think that's what's going to happen today, and that's that's my big pick. They're going to turn it on, even without Moss. You, you're saying Oakland, but you think Jerry Porter's going to do well? Doug Gabriel? Oh yeah, Doug Gabriel's going to do real well. Jerry Porter. I, I think that the fact that Lamont's going to run well. I know Lamont Jordan said, "Hey, for me to be a better runner, I need the ball more." So Did I he think, say that? Yeah, because against Philadelphia, he had 12 carries. Right. Last week, I think he had 
I want to say like 15 carries, but he had like seven catches. He's been catching the ball a lot. He's been he played six yeah. catches for 58 yards this yes. last week, but he didn't run much last no, week. No, but he did have two rushing touchdowns. Yes, he did. He had two rushing touchdowns and no touchdowns for Kerry. And yeah. I think Kerry's going to be throwing the ball a little more because he's going to be able to set up that play action. That'd be real nice for him. Yeah, I hope he runs more. I hope he does too because he's really good. He's got that 27 million dollar contract. You know, I'm not worried about that. He's on my fantasy team. Oh, is he? <laughs> well, good for you. You better take him this week. And uh, if um, Kirk Morrison, the linebacker for uh, Raiders, can hold off McGeehy's um, run into a minimum. I really think the Raiders are going to roll. That's my number one pick of the day. Number one. Can't wait. Can't wait. I can't wait either because it's going to happen. We're going to make a lot of money, everybody. Gangrene, bet it hard. Okay. Pick number three with the three. Oh, we're going to go down to a two star or three oh, star? Oh, yeah, yeah. Three star. Three, three money sign. Okay, we're looking at the Cardinals-Titans game. I'm liking the Titans over to Carl. This is an upset. But this is the week 7-8 for upsets because the Titans, see how good they played against Cincinnati last week? Mm-hmm. They kept it in until the end of the game. In, they are the youngest team in the NFL. Who, the Titans? The Titans are. Wow. So the, um, And the, being young, it's really killed them penalties, turnover-wise. I mean, turnovers last week killed them with the interception and then the last five minutes of the game with the touchdown. But they played real well against Cincinnati. That's why I really like them. And uh, how many points are they getting? Is it Tennessee's getting points? Oh, right? I'm sorry. Cardinals are giving the Titans three, and are, the Cardinals are coming off a bye week. Cardinals are coming off a bye week. Did you hear about the the defensive end and the Cardinals fell through the window of his no. apartment? Calvin Pace. He was going to miss the rest of the season because he fell through a window of his wow. of his condominium. He just fell through his window and he braced himself and he cut his arm up real bad. He wasn't doing anything. Well, they haven't confirmed or denied what he's done. He was probably all high up on goofballs, but. <laughs> But I don't know exactly what he was doing because they don't tell you what he was doing. Oh no, he right. was fixing. He was changing a light bulb. Who the hell knows what he was doing? He was up to no good. Obviously, you know, he's just fall through windows here, right? But no, yeah, I didn't hear about that. Yeah, so that's going to be a, a minus for them. And the Cardinals are not announcing who they're putting up a quarterback until Sunday. Oh, is Kirk able to come back this week? Kirk is able to come back this week, but I don't think they're going to use him. They're going to use uh, McGowan. Josh, yeah. Josh McGowan. Yeah, the McGowan's been throwing real well for him. He looks like he has a good uh, rapport with Bolden and Fitzgerald. They're, but I'm not going to bet on them. If, nah. if you're saying Tennessee is going to be doing it, no, nah, no, nah, I really I'm think, taking your word again because Tennessee. This is another. This is another. Um, another thing I'm talking about is with the seven week, eight week thing. I think they're really going to come back. They need a win. They can do it. I mean, you just looking at Cincinnati, they can do it. Cincinnati is a much better team than Cardinals ever were. Yes, and they, you know, and they're going to they're just going to roll. Since uh, Cardinals are one and four, Tennessee are two and four. The two two teams, I think uh, Tennessee's a better team than the Cardinals team. And you're also getting three and points getting for three it. Points. Oh, wow. I mean, it could, Tennessee could win 29-28. Don't matter. Right. Because they're getting three. Right. They could also lose 29-27. Oh, I love that story. Okay. On to number two. Okay. Well, just There's a couple more things. Chris okay. Brown rushed for 84 yards last week with two TDs. We talked about that. Uh, I don't know if you know. Is Travis Henry coming back this week or next week? Uh, it's next week. Next week. Okay. So Chris Brown's going to be the number one guy still. And uh, McNair, if he gets the ball to Brandon Jones or Aaron Kinney, that tight end, he's doing real well for him. That could be good things for McNair because he needs a good game. Is Drew Bennett out this week? Drew Bennett is out because of his thumb. Dislocated his thumb with trying to get that touchdown that last minute of the game last week. So he is out. Brandon Jones is the number one receiver this week. Okay, and I'm assuming Calico? 
Would be number two then, Tyrone Calico. Cal- Tyrone Calico, wow. but he doesn't get a lot of throws. So, well, this week he might have to. He might, and but you know that Kinney with that tight end, he really yeah. threw that tight end or that outlet pass. So it's we'll always nice. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna have to see about gap. that. So I really think that they're gonna come in, they're gonna come in hard, and let's play the game. So that's that's my that's my number three money pick. I like where you're going with it. You're giving a, a great argument for it. Well, thanks a lot, Dave. I appreciate that. You know, it's nice to it's nice to come back and forth with these picks with you, buddy. Okay, I got one more game to talk about. It's the NFC North. NFC North, Green Bay Vikings game. A lot of tradition there, a lot of history there. The Vikings suck. Simple as that. they got a lot of problems right now. A lot of problems. Oh, they do. It's in bad shape. Chicago's in first place with a record of 2-3. and three. All right? I mean, it's wow. up for grabs. Yeah. This is totally up for grabs. And Green Bay wants this division. They still can get it. And they're just like, it's still in their reach. So I'm they're, assuming you're taking Green Bay this week. Oh, uh, yes, they are. Green Bay is giving uh, the Vikings one and a half. They're playing in Minnesota, dome game. Green Bay's coming off the bye, which is nice. Everybody's well-rested. Favre needs to be rested. He does because he's not a spring chicken anymore. But they're coming off that 52-3 to win, which was sweet, which I took. If anybody knows, I took that game. That was sweet. Which game was that? The oh, It was 52-3 um, against... New Orleans, right? Was yeah. It? And you know what? The Packers are still bitter from the 2004 wild card, if you remember. Vikings beat them 31-17, which took the Vikings to Philadelphia. They don't like that. They beat them in their own house. Didn't somebody moon someone that game? I think that was Randy. <laughs> You're Randy, baby. Randy Moss mooned the whole crowd. So you're expecting Green Bay to come out? The only thing that, uh, yeah, I'm expecting, yes, I think Green Bay is going to come out. They're going to give them uh, the Vikings one and a half points and go. I, I, I think that Green Bay needs this game to, to propel themselves, and they got the rest. They got number one in their sights. They can play Chicago. They can beat them. They can do it because this, this NFC North is disgusting. It's just horrible right now. Two and three. Chicago's two and three. Vikings are one and four. Green Bay's one and four. The Lions are two and three. Tied up. They're, they're horrible. Harrington, thank God they're sitting Harrington. I don't even know how people think Harrington's even good. But hold on, back to Green Bay. Go ahead. Is Amon Green playing this week? He's questionable. Okay. But I like questionable. Questionable's good, then. Questionable's good. Okay. I can do questionable. You don't, you know, questionable, they'll play. Okay. It's 50-50, so we'll see. He's not doubtful. Right. We don't like doubtful. Out is very bad. <laughs> Out is horrible. Out is very bad. Um, and I got a couple side notes. They're my three bets of the week. So all the other games that we are going to talk about, let's just make sure this, this is clear. Right. We're not betting on these, but if we were going to bet. This is who I like and why. We're not recommending these to bet these. Bet your first three games. You want winners? Those first three games. Right. They're the best pickings of the week. Week seven, that's what I like. And, you know, you know on the podcast why I think seven and eight are tough. You got to go with it. You got to check out the upsets. You got to see everything. And that's what I try to do. I try to uh, peripheral vision. I try to see it all, Dave. I like it. That's what I try to do. <clears throat> and a couple things. You got to watch the Steelers over Cincinnati. I think the Steelers are going to give Cincinnati a run for their money. They're going to put them in their place a little bit in the AFCs. Who's getting the points AFC. on that game? Um, Cincinnati's given. Um, Bengals are getting one, so they're they? giving one point. That's a well, scary line. Yeah, right that's a very scary line. You know, but uh, Roethlisberger's back, and Roethlisberger's got something to prove. That he does. He's like Maddox. Obviously, no one can do Maddox. He's no. horrible. Maddox, he threw, what, four INTs, lost a couple fumbles. Oh, my God. That was horrible. What I a great it. game that was. Oh, that was a real good game. I watched that overtime. There was a lot of overtime games this week. You know, the yeah. Dallas, Dallas G- Giants. Giants, the Jacksonville game with the Steelers. What a great game mm-hmm. that was. The whole weekend. I mean, even college football. You had the Penn State-Michigan game oh, overtime. God. And the USC-Notre Dame game overtime. I'll tell you, that was that was some really good yeah, football this weekend. Great weekend of overtime football. Yeah, let's do. Let's get back to the pros because oh. there are the more teams that you can really look at and try to 
exploit them. But I think the Steelers are going to come out. The Steelers are a great team this year. And the bus is going to. I heard the bus is supposed to get more carries this week. We'll have to wait and see. We're going to have to wait and see yeah. on that. And that always helps. Anytime oh. you can let him run over people. Oh man, you think he's going to be his last year? I, I'm still surprised he is playing. I am too. But every time I see him, he brings a lot of energy to that field. Oh, and he loves it. He does. He's got a smile on his face. He's just like. I'm digging this, man. I know. I like. I really, really oh, like it. It's nice to see him play. I mean, when he first came in, I remember him having a hard time with the Rams. Just couldn't get anything going. Right. He didn't look like the real deal coming out of Notre Dame. Now he's just loving it. And Bill Carroll gives him the ball. Hey, go ahead. Run through people. Run them over. That Bill Carroll, he's kind of crazy. Oh, he is. He's nuts. He's never happy. Well, but at least he shows emotion. I mean, Andy Reid doesn't show. a lot show, of emotion. Andy Reid shows nothing. But I'd rather have Andy Reid than Bill Carroll in my favorite. Uh. That's yeah. Just imagine being Maddox, and you look over and you see that man, his, that jaw sticking out. Oh, you don't want that. And you're like, that was my fourth INT. <laughs> He's gonna kill me. I think I actually may not walk out of the locker room tonight. That's yeah. I know if I'm walking over there looking at that, I'm fast times at Ridgemont's going to my head. He's gonna shit. He's gonna kill me. Well, is he gonna shit? First, he's gonna shit. Then he's gonna kill me. That's all I can think. I'll be like, oh. Oh, I know. It was it was pretty bad. Cowery is a very very wild man. Which makes you makes you either love him or hate him. You either love him or hate him. But he's got a great squad this year, and he's really gonna he's gonna he's gonna take that loss last week and turn it into a disgusting win against the Bengals because the Bengals need a slam down. Yeah. They really need a, a need a slam down. That's why I really think the defense is gonna come in because their defense is amazing. Their yeah. defense is absolutely amazing. So Steelers over the Bengals. That's just a, a quick pick and uh, watch that over in the Eagles San Diego game. Because what is the line on that? The over. The over is forty seven. Wow. But I like it. I like wow. it a lot. Eagles are going to win this week, or do you think San Diego is going to come in? They're looking real good. Man, I'll tell you, I, all I know is that the Eagles are 6-0 and coming off a bye under Andy Reid. Yes. So that helps. Because, you know, all these sports are games statistics, and uh, you got to go with the trend, and you got to see they're, they're, they're uh, traveling west. They're yep. going to play at 1 o'clock. I really think you've seen the last couple weeks, Dallas for one. Um, Kansas San, City. Kansas City. They can't. They can't stop the run. They can't yeah. stop the run. We talked about it last. Now you're week. going to play against the best running back, the best running back in the league, and he's going for his 19th uh, touchdown, touchdown, rushing TD, rushing in, a row. TD in a row, and that's going to be. Uh, it's going to be tough. It's going to be really tough, and that's why yeah. I think it's going to be high scoring because I don't think our defense can handle him. I really don't think our defense can handle him because San Diego's offense. No one talks about their offensive line. Their offensive line is making holes for him. Um, and I think Donovan's going to be throwing the ball, and Westbrook's going to get the ball more. It's going to be a running game because Westbrook's pissed. Everybody's telling them they're one-dimensional team, right? Oh, they, well, they have been. They have been. I mean, they don't they don't rush the ball. They don't do anything. So we're gonna, it's going to be an amazing, amazing game. Two great teams going at it. That's me and D have talked about that before. A lack of running game, but those little passes are almost like a run when he just throws it out to Lamar Gordon or Brian Westbrook. He's only thrown it three yards or whatever, and he's going to take off and run with it. It's not considered a run, but it's a very safe pass where it's close to being a run. Yeah, but it's uh, it, it takes more time to develop. Yeah, oh, it definitely does. I definitely think you've got to run the ball more. It, it would be nice to see Westbrook get that ball 20 times, hitting that, catching the ball five, six more times. And I can't reiterate more than play action. Play oh, action play is action, huge, yeah. oh, especially awesome. when you have – you have weapons like T.O. You got um, Smith yeah. coming around. Yeah, L.J. going right down there. Even Greg Lewis. People that can spread the defense. When they spread the defense, now you got L.J. in the center. I, I think this is going to be an amazing game, and I really hope they establish a run early. Yeah, this game is definitely going to be the telltale for the season. If they lose this game, oh, if they lose this game, there's going to be problems. There'll be big problems. There's going to be a lot of problems. Yeah, now you're 500 be, uh, team, that's not good. 
after doing the after week seven, five hundred. It's not the way we definitely planned it. No. But like we said, six and zero off a bye. Hopefully, they're going to make it seven seven and zero. They're going to be coming into November and December where they've been playing awesome every year under. They play Andy. great. So that's what you hope for. That's what we're looking for. Yes, that's what we're. And looking it's great for. coming off a bye, sitting around with the Eagles on the bye. It's and just hard. You're like, oh, I, know. I need them. I love when the buys are early because I can't handle late. I, I need them to be done with and past me so I can just know that I'm going to be watching the Eagles for the next two months, hey, three months, you know. Ten weeks. We got birds yeah. on TV. Yeah, exactly. So that's where we're at. And uh, I really like the over in the game because we just mentioned all the weapons that everybody yeah. has. And the defenses aren't, aren't as good as they've been. So that's, that's where I'm at with that. And that's, well, like with San Diego, we really didn't mention. But if you try to stop the run, if you're going to bring up all your guys and let Lito Shepard and Sheldon Brown. Sheldon Brown. Like, mm-hmm. them guys in single coverage. And then, like, Lewis is going to have to cover Gates the whole game. Or uh, Dawkins is going to have to cage yeah. them. One of them, it's going to be a tough matchup there. So you really can't just come up and stop the run. Like, hey, you know, we're going to stop it. Because there's a like, lot of threats. Yep. Yeah, it should be a real good game. With, it's going to yeah, be. A, they got Keenan McCardle, McCardle uh, Caldwell. Yeah. But I'm telling you, this is going to be the game to watch. I think everybody's going to like this game. Thanks for listening to the latest edition of the Sportscast. We hope to hear from you soon, so check out the site for contact information. Have a nice day.